You want to tap into your intrinsic power. Dig deep. On a journey to your highest self, dig deep. Dig past the fossilized negative thoughts, doubt, and fear. Get ready to rediscover your gold as Reverend Jackie and her guests drop their golden nuggets. This is Digging Deep Podcast, an extension of the Gold Rush Women's Conference and produced by Chauvel and more. NFP. This is the Digging Deep Podcast, and I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, generally known as Reverend Jackie. Digging Deep is produced by Chauvel and Moore NFP. Chauvel and Moore exists to bring women and men to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness, to remind them of their great value. We call it their gold that they were born with. Chauvel and Moore also produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, again, to enable women to recognize they are gold mines. Using effective tools, they can unearth their gold nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experiences. Today, golden's, the golden guest is Frances Pitt, Ms. Frances Pitt. And Ms. Pitt has all kinds of letters following her name, MSW and RSCP and other titles. She's a national professional speaker trainer. She's a certified psychotherapist, a certified hypnotherapist, a certified mosaic diversity trainer. She's a professor. Let's all breathe now. Francis, Francis, welcome to the Digging Deep podcast. Thank you so much for having me this morning, Reverend Jackie. It's my pleasure. Awesome, awesome. You know, we're we're doing this so that people can really pick up some of the wonderful information that's given out. For instance, when you facilitated a phenomenal workshop at the Gold Rush Women's Conference in 2019, a couple of months ago. And the conference uh, title was Golden Dreams, Golden World. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, imagine them, feel them, live them. And you brought us the workshop, The Greatness I Am Seeking is Also Seeking Me. The Greatness I Am Seeking is Also Seeking Me. And what you don't know is that the evaluations are excellent. The women who were in the conference, in the workshop, in your workshop, just received lots and lots of wonderful tools. And so for the next few minutes, we want you to share, we want to discuss the tools you discuss with the women, tools that will help them remove the muck and the mire and whatever is in the way to get to their gold and to tap into their intrinsic value. So, you know, you mentioned several things in your workshop. One of the big things, and maybe you want to start somewhere else with the tools that you might have used, but one of the big things I want to just put out there, you said we must know and understand the principles underneath our manifestation. And that's big. That's a big one. And I guess one of the big questions that, and because to me that's a huge tool, I got to understand some, something to have something show up in my life. So what, what did you mean by these principles? Well, first, <clears throat> first of all, 
I like to just share with the uh, listening audience this morning that this seminar was designed to assist individuals in realizing and recognizing that God is always saying yes to the desires of our hearts. And that has a lot to do with the greatness I am seeking is also seeking me. So as I seek, God is also seeking avenues or method or ways to get my wishes to me. So he's always given me those desires. And I did look up my definition of desire before we get started, Reverend Jackie. And it simply says, it's strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. So in this process, when I first heard Rumi, the the spiritual philosopher, the mystic, the poet, who actually framed the good that I am seeking is also seeking me, I felt like that was exactly how I felt. And believe it or not, I heard that terminology 20 or 30 years ago from Dr. Johnny Coleman. So I selected the greatness I am seeking is also seeking me. And I come up with maybe four nuggets that I want to share this morning. So the first one to know is to always know that God is always saying yes to the desires of our hearts. And the second one was when a prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. And it is reflected in all areas of your life. Now, when I first read that one, I just felt something within me just move. And when a prayer, let me me ask you, let me stop you for one second, because we have uh, perhaps folks listening who really don't know, when you say prayer, what is it you're meaning? And do you really mean miracle? What do you mean by that? Well, for me, prayer simply means the my communication with God, uh, my quiet time with the higher power, or my listening time to a higher power. And by doing that, I am connecting with the energy and a force so much stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. And in, and as I make my wishes known and my desires known, there's an energy that's also helping to make that come to me. For example, just yesterday, I was invited to participate in a circle of men and women in a garden outside of the community with many, many gardens where families are growing vegetables and herbs. And the topic was claiming or calming the calm, C-A-L-M-I-N-G, the calm, Mm -hmm. for the community of Milwaukee. And actually, when I walked in that environment, just being outside around all that green grass and those vegetables and whatnot, I felt immediately calm. So it's all about living and praying for the things that you wish for, and all of a sudden, it is there. Ah, Simply, That's a a miracle. That's a miracle. That means, as you described, at least... And one type of miracle, you're being there and feeling the calm. Yes, and also 
knowing that the miracle shows up as quickly as I am open and receptive to it. Uh, I had heard about this garden, and she's a minister who has several of those, where people come together and grow their crops and whatnot for the summer, and just also at the same time praying for a better community, praying for the youth of the community, or meditating, whichever word you may use. But just by being in the circle, to me, created such a rhythm of calmness yesterday. And that's an example of when a prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. So that would be my second nugget that I would like to discuss this morning. Mm -hmm. And in my workshop, I think the one that most people referred to or gravitated mostly to was the Oath of Manifestation by Dr. Bernard uh, Beckwith out of the Agape mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share a couple of words from that. It opens like this. I accept and I receive unexpected good, unexpected money, unexpected love, unexpected kindness, unexpected generosity, unexpected offers, unexpected prosperity, coming in unexpected ways from unexpected places in my life and the life of others. So all these things that we are accepting and receiving for ourselves, we also wish the same for all the other people that we come in contact with. I particularly love that part. It also says, I am constantly guided and boldly empowered to receive the lavish abundance of the universe. I accept the principle that abundance and prosperity have already been given to me. My acceptance make it real and opens the space for manifestation to rush in to me. I open wide the doors of my consciousness to receive and to give, and it is done right now. So um, we read that together in our seminar and seemed like the roof of the room was coming off. It was so loud. Let me ask you, for someone who may be listening, what would you say to them if they if they were to say, okay, Francis, that sounds nice, but that's a lot of that's a lot of wishful thinking. You know, that that's a lot of wishful thinking. So that's nice. What would that? This is wishful okay. thinking. How would you respond to them? How would I make that real? I simply would say, when I am open and receptive to good, I believe I attract that and I pull that to me. When I am open and receptive to prosperity or more of it, I will bump into someone or be attracted to someone who will show me how to bring prosperity to the next level. Mm. Uh, When I am being kind, I am attracting kind people in my workforce, in my career, at my bank, wherever I go. So it's just the law that says, so within, so without. So you're being it, and it's like a magnet. You're pulling it right back to you everywhere you go. So as we say these 
thoughts over and over, it starts to show up in our lives. The magic, if you will, and that's in quotes, is that it's a law. It's a law. It's no different than the law of gravity. Yes. I can't tell you. I can't explain it to you, but if <laughs> I step my foot off a building, it's going to happen. And yes. so you're saying and suggesting there's a law at work. There's a law yes. that as I am within, as I behave, as I think, and yes. it's really uh, important that we monitor and discipline our thoughts. Because it's so much easier for us to look at the external, look at the facts, and let the facts become the only thing we're thinking about versus looking beyond the facts, going within and thinking about our desires and our desired expectations and really focusing on that. And as you said, it doesn't drop from the sky, but there are people who will call We'll be directed to call certain people, read certain books, uh, file certain papers, go certain places, and then it starts unfolding. But if I look at the facts and say, oh, I can't do that, I can't get that, I can't have that, they didn't get it, they couldn't get it, everybody else around me is not getting it, I can't get it, (laughs) well, then I am now creating my existence from the external Instead of, as you said, from the within, from the within, looking at what is it that I desire and what is it that I expect. And then one other word you said was so important was openness, that I am open to receive what is mine because I am indeed, and some people will believe it or not, but I am a child of God. Yes, and I'm that heir. So it's it's rightfully mine, but until I believe it and feel it and experience it, it may not have the same meaning. Mm -hmm. But I always say it's like this. Our mind is very much like the magnet. So the thoughts that we're thinking, we're just pulling them right to us, and we get the opportunity to see it right in front of our eyes. So if we don't like it, then we're going to change the way we're thinking. If you don't like the words, you're going to change the conversation. So mm. the power is always within, uh, mm. so and so without. So we just have to watch, like you said, our thoughts, our words, our conversation, our behavior, and on and on. And then we will um, create a pattern, and we can notice this at the least expected place or circumstances you say to yourself that is great Mm -hmm. thank you god thank you god thank you god and it just continues to show up so i as you can hear in my voice i love that oath of meditation i I, I, I read it it is awesome it is awesome you said you had one fourth you had a fourth one other nugget that you were going to share with us yes the other one oh i love this one too this one is uh, one of Will Smith's favorite quotes from Romy. It mm-hmm. goes like this. Set your life on fire and seek those who fan your flame. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Yes. Set your what? life on fire and right. seek those who fan it. Now, what's the prerequisite? Repeat it once again, because I was talking over you, but repeat it once again. Okay, it says, set 
your life on fire. And seek those who fan your flame. Mm -hmm. So important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So prerequisites for this is to uh, surround yourself with people who nourish and inspire you. And then ask yourself, if they are the type of people that are throwing logs on your fire to create more fire, or are they throwing water on your fire? <laughs> yeah. So that, isn't that a great one? That's In order to one. set your life on fire, you have to be around people who also want your life to be on fire, and they see it, and they are helping to fan that flame to do whatever they can because they are of uh, what we call like-mindedness. Mindedness. Absolutely. Real important. Absolutely. I, I got to, um, as we, we come to a close, I just want to lift up one other thing that you said before I close because I just, I think it, it's the culmination. Um, okay. And I don't know if you just wrote it or actually said it in the workshop, but it's the challenge is correctly stating your desire, knowing your worthiness, and being open to receive your gifts. That's what yes. you wrote. The challenge yes. is correctly stating your desire. That is, be careful. I read that. Do not let your desires just come from what your neighbor got. That's called covetousness. That may be called greed. But make sure you're doing what you call meditation or commuting so you'll know what is my desire, God, from within. It may be a host of things from a lover to a car to whatever, but it's coming from within. And then you said knowing your worthiness. That's a huge one. And that's why Chauval and more exist. Because too often men and women, and women is where we're focused at the gold rush, really don't understand how worthy they are. That they are made in the image and after the likeness of God. And that they come fully packed with all that they need. Even if we forget. Even if it gets covered over with pain and hosts of other things, we still are worthy and can use tools like Francis, you just gave us to unpack it. And lastly, you said, oh, be open to receive your gift. Be open. Know that you have a gift coming. Expect it and yes. let God tell you what to do so that you yes. can present your claim check and pick up your gift. <laughs> As exactly as you're supposed to. I want to thank you for joining us on on this uh, podcast, Digging Deep podcast. Uh, we're going to come back to you because you have lots and lots of golden nuggets to share with the audience. But I do want to thank you for sharing, uh, particularly oh. all, all that you shared. We've gotten into Rummy. We got into Michael Beckwith. We got into Will Smith, all through the wisdom of Francis Pitt. Uh, and Reverend Jackson, do yeah. we have a second or two more seconds of this mm -hmm. last one? It yeah. says, oh, woman, there is no planet, sun, or star that could hold you if you but knew what you are and who mm -hmm. you are by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So I would like for people to keep that one in mind, too, because there's Absolutely. a lot of power in that statement as well. Yes. And that goes back to the whole worthiness. Yes, say absolutely. It one more time. Say it one more time. It says, oh, woman, 
there is no planet, sun, or star that could hold you if you but knew what you are and who you are. No stopping if we just become ah, aware of that. Awesome. Awesome. I love that one. Ms. Ms. Frances Pitt, who is a speaker of the Salons, who will be in London speaking soon, I believe, and who has spoken at the Gold Rush Women's Conference. We want to thank you so much. Um, and we want everyone to know that just, just remember to use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day just because you can. And yes. only then, only then speak your words and take your action. Continue being golden. See you the next Thank time. Thank you. Thank you for the Thank opportunity. You. Love you. Bye-bye.